0: Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in marketing and how to use their podcast to generate leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited that you're here. Hey Savvies, welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Chelsea Foster. Chelsea helps busy, overwhelmed, and stressed out creatives, bloggers, and coaches streamline and organize their businesses so that they can fully step into the CEO role and live the freedom lifestyle they are dreaming of. She focuses on balance mindset, creating effective workflows and automations, accountability to schedules, expectations, and boundaries, and learning how to use the systems and tech tools that are right for each entrepreneur and their business, because there's no one right way to run your business or create success. So I'm super excited to have Chelsea here today to talk all about the ins and outs of what's working with her podcast specifically. So let's just dive right in. Hi, Chelsea. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited that you're here and I cannot wait to talk about podcasting with you. So before we dive in, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast and just how you got started with everything. Yeah, so I'm Chelsea B. Foster, and I help other creatives really figure out how to reduce the burnout and potentially avoid it. That's what we really want, um, and really get back to feeling like they're living their dream life and running their dream business. So I do a lot of that through coaching, through mindset work, through group activities, through free education. I really just want to teach everyone how to avoid burnout. Because it's one of the worst feelings you can feel as a business owner and one that almost 100% of us do feel at some point. Um, and I, I want to help us reduce the amount of time that we spend feeling burned out and really focus on, well, how can we live that dream life today? Right. Um, and all of that actually came about through a lot of different things in my life. I've experienced burnout several times, three major times in my life, um, one of which I wasn't even aware about until I was removed from the situation. So I used to be a high school teacher. I taught physics to ninth graders and I loved my job, but I was obsessed. I worked 24 seven. I didn't do anything else, literally got up went to school, worked all day, came home at like 11 PM. Like literally sometimes the janitors would come by and be like, Chelsea, we're locking up. Would you like to leave too? Or do you want us to leave the alarm on? (laughs) So very, very into my job at that point. Um, and then my husband started a tech company, moved us to California and I had to quit teaching. And then I realized that I had already burned out after just two years of teaching full time. So, um, That's kind of where my burnout journey started. I started my business though, designing wedding invitations. Long story short, that wasn't the perfect place for me, but I realized that I was having more fun helping my business colleagues figure out how to run their businesses more smoothly, figure out the systems, figure out the tech, all the behind the scenes pieces that they needed to run their business and put on that professional face. I loved helping them figure that out. And I finally had a light bulb moment like two and a half years into my wedding design business that, oh wait, I could do this. I could help my other business friends make their businesses better and they would pay me for it. Like I didn't have to just do it and donate my time. I could make that my business model and make that what I do and how I serve the community. Um, after I started that, I started exploring content streams as you you do whenever you're starting a business. Um, blogging has always been the thing that people tell you to do. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I could not get myself. I'm great at writing. I actually really enjoy writing, but I couldn't get myself to sit down and write a blog post and finish all the pieces of it to save my life. Like I have, I wish I could show you inside Asana. My blog post board is gigantic and I have so many ideas in there that just sit there because I don't know what block I have about blogging, but I do. Um, And so finally I tried YouTube also. That was ridiculously difficult for someone doing everything by herself and still trying to start a business. <laughs> um, and so, finally, my business coach was like, "Hey, would you consider podcasting?" And I was like, uh, "I guess that, yeah, we could try it. Like, nothing else has worked, so why, why not?" And from the minute I hit record, I have loved it. I just. I can't even tell you what a difference it is in the way that I feel about producing content now than I used to whenever I was trying to do the videos or trying to write just straight blog posts. And I write a blog post for every podcast episode. Let me be clear. Right. <laughs> but for whatever reason, it feels different to me than sitting down and writing a, a like straight blog post. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think I think it's the about what about it that is so different is that you already have the content there. You just have to like, craft it nicely into an SEO friendly post. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I really love just turning on the record button and talking. Whatever I feel like someone needs to hear about today is really what I'm going to record about. Um, Sometimes I bring in stories from my clients or from different conversations I've had through social media and really try and Look at what are you guys experiencing right now in your businesses, and how can we help you not feel that anymore, and really feel that dreaminess that you want to be feeling. Um, Oh, and the name of my podcast, because I don't think I've mentioned it yet, is Burnout Proof Your Biz, and so it is really focused on showing you how to burnout proof your own business on your own terms. And so I have solo episodes, and I have guest episodes, and I really bring in guests to really talk about how they have shaped their business so that it really feels like a dream to run their business and it feels like a dream to live their life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think, I think your podcast definitely serves a really good need that we have as entrepreneurs, because like you said, pretty much everyone has probably experienced some form of burnout as an entrepreneur at some point in their journey. So it's definitely something that we all can relate to. Um, so when it comes to your podcast, how long have you been doing it for um, years, months, you know, what's, what's that? Like? Yeah, I, we just hit a year, a couple months ago in June, we hit a year um, and we're at almost 80 episodes. I've taken several breaks throughout um, for various reasons and yeah, I'm, I'm just so excited. My husband has promised that at episode hundred, he's going to be a guest. So oh. That would be really cool because I, I know I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I think people will be really interested in that because it's definitely, definitely very cool. Um, so yeah, I love that. Um, I, yeah, 80 episodes out of a year, not bad at all. especially since you said you took breaks, so mm-hmm. uh, it's not a bad number. I'm at, I think this, I'm at a hundred and, or as of right now, as of recording, I think I just, I'm releasing 117 this week. Oh um, wow. I, I've been doing it for almost two years now. So, and I have, I think I've only taken like a two week break and that's it. (laughs) So yeah. Um, it's one of those things, but yeah, I love podcasting too. And it's like one of those things that you like, you don't know you're going to love it until you start doing it. And then when you start, you're like, Oh wow. Where has this been all my life? (laughs) Exactly. Like I even love the editing process. I don't do my own editing, but I do love doing it when I have to. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, I, okay. I'm I Do not love editing and I don't ever do it, but I don't, I don't, it's not that as hard as it seems. Some people definitely struggle with it, but for me, it's not that bad. I just prefer not to do it. But yeah, yeah. I, think- I think it's more the mindset though. Do yeah. you want that super clean, crisp, polished sound or are you okay with all of your ums? And like I say the word like all the time and <laughs> I'm okay having all of that in there. I'm okay with awkward pauses. I, I am really okay with all of it it makes it so much more real and like a real conversation. If I cut yeah. out the likes, I'm pretty sure it would sound really weird and butchered because I am the same way. I say, um, and like all the time. So if I cut that out, it would just sound like very choppy. <laughs> and- <laughs> yes. So yeah, totally agree with that. And I think it just sounds better when you don't cut everything, like if you try to make it more authentic and stuff. So totally. Um, so how often are you putting out your episodes? I know you already mentioned kind of what you do, you do both yeah. interview, but how often are you releasing those? Yeah, so the goal is one guest episode a week and one solo episode a week. Okay. Um, starting this fall, I'm playing with that format a little bit just to give myself a little bit more space um, in my own schedule. Right. And so it's been really fun though to do it that way because I feel like my voice gets out out there and my expertise is still showing up on the podcast but I also really do want to expose my listeners to a lot of different viewpoints and a lot of different experts. And I use the term expert very loosely. Like we are an expert in anything that we are a step ahead of someone else. And right. so I, yeah, I just, I really love that format for me and for my podcast. Yeah. I feel the same. Way. I mean, I'm, I used to do one of solo one guest a week. I've kind of gotten back down to like two guests and then a solo, two guests and then a solo. That's kind mm-hmm. of every other week kind of or every other week is basically me and then you know guess but um I think it's where it's working nicely because you still get your expertise out there but you're also able to share more than just your perspective so exactly fun. exactly and I found like with blogging if you try to do that it just didn't go over very well you know how people did like those interviews with people on their blog and just for me, it was like less interesting than listening to it. So yeah, I don't want to read all of that. I have toyed around with though the idea of having someone transcribe all the episodes, so that if you do want to read it, because I know there are people out there that prefer to read over <laughs> listening, <laughs> but I, it's that's a very expensive service. <laughs> yeah, it, it sure is cool. Um, so when it comes to your podcast, what do you feel like is working best at this very moment? Honestly, getting guests and the whole guest experience is working really, really well. I have a really good workflow figured out. Um, I'm not having to do a ton of outreach right now, which is exciting because I am no longer working with a PR firm. I have in the past and right now. So I'm doing all my PR myself and all the outreach myself. And so it's been nice. I'm at the time of this recording. I'm just coming back from six weeks off of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was nice to have all of those inquiries in my inbox without me having to do a ton of work. So I'm not sure what I'm doing right in that area, but I'm doing something right. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know exactly how you feel. I'm actually starting from scratch all over again. Cause now like all the inquiries in my inbox, unless they have a podcast, so it doesn't really matter. But mm-hmm. So many inquiries. I was like, Oh cool. I don't have to reach out to guests for like, a long time. And then I like switch my focus I'm like, dang it, <laughs> let's do that again, but it was nice like when I just had tons in my inbox and I could just be like oh these all sound great let's get them all on the show versus like um reaching out which can be time consuming um you know to kind of figure out you want to help. yeah yeah and it, it feels kind of like I've made it in some ways like people are recognizing that I have a really awesome podcast and for whatever reason that they think and they want to be a part of it and that just I mean one, that makes me feel good. And two, I love that other people want to be a part of sharing the message that you don't have to work 24-7. You don't have to stay in hustle mode all the time. Right. And in fact, you shouldn't. And okay. here are some ways that you cannot do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, and it just takes, like, not only does it it feel great that you're, like, oh, people are actually, like, noticing that my podcast is awesome, but it's also, like, takes work off your plate, too, because you're, like, Mm -hmm. okay, my outreach is, like, very minimal now, like, you know, if there's someone I specifically want on the show, then I can reach out to them, but, like, the people in my inbox are so good that I don't need to at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. So I know, I know exactly how that is. Um, So kind of on the other side of things, not necessarily a failure, but like, is there anything you wish you could have done better with your podcast? And if so, what did you learn from that? Oh, so many things as usual, you know, looking through the goggles of hindsight. Um, Yeah. So when you're first starting your podcast for anyone that's out there that's listening and doesn't have a podcast yet. I wish that I would have gone ahead and scheduled out a whole month worth of podcast episodes before I hit publish on the first one, just so I had a nice good buffer. Because a lot of times I feel like I am just a couple days or even the day before the podcast goes live scrambling to finish putting all the final touches on everything. and That's not fun, especially for someone like me who like I teach my clients how to have really good workflows and how to space out their work. And here I am with my own podcast and it's a hot mess a lot of the time. But so that's one of the first things I would say is just give yourself a nice, good buffer at the beginning and then continue that. Don't let yourself slack off. Like you got to keep it. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And I feel like sometimes we just don't treat ourselves like a client. Like I do this exact same thing. Like my clients, I'm like, okay, you need to do XYZ for your podcast and you gotta do XYZ on social media for your podcast and things like that. And then they like look at mine. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that because I'm just (laughs) helping you, but (laughs) But... I know I'm like, please do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. It's like, no, but like you know, if I wasn't serving you, then mine would be really on point too. But, you know, would you rather me serve you or have a really great, uh, you know, thing myself? (laughs) Right, right. So, yeah. Um, and you, what, is there anything else or is that like the main thing that comes to mind? That's the biggest one. Um, one that I have experienced, not as a podcaster, but as a guest is the whole email workflow, just making sure that that is really polished, that you're, guests know what to expect and if you need anything from them a way to collect that from them that's really seamless um that's one thing that I think I do excel at probably because I'm obsessed with workflows um but it's one thing that I my guests love when they come on the podcast that it's so easy and they know exactly where they need to put all their information and what's going to happen um and I—that's one thing that I set up early on, and I'm so glad that I did because it takes a ton of pressure off having guests on your podcast because everything is collected for you, and you don't have to worry about it. Right? Yeah, I—I do the same thing. Um, I use Acuity, and I, I collect all my information in there. And it makes it so easy. <laughs> yeah and the bio and the social media channels and like the exact topic I mean well now I'm picking the title based on like what we're talking about in the episode but um it used to be like people would submit their topic I'd be like okay this is what I want to talk about and then they'd come up with the title for me so I didn't have to worry about it I um, mean yep. it's so easy and I've gotten so many compliments on that like oh my god your your system is so easy and seamless and we're not like saying, Hey, can I have your bio in your headshot? like over email or whatever. Exactly. And on the, the back end side, you don't want to have to be digging through your email to find all of that. No, it's, want it all to be in one place. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And now as like someone who has my own podcast, when I'm a guest on other people's podcasts and they make it hard, I'm like, no, I want to like tell them like, Hey, you should do X, Y, Z, but I don't want to like overstep. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> no, I'm really bad. And if it's really complicated, I ask myself, do I really want to be on this podcast? <laughs> and some people have some crazy steps, like fill out this form and then book here. I'm like, wait, why don't, why can't you do it at the same time? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ask a ton of questions for mine. And so I actually made the form two separate steps. Mm-hmm. So they book their call and they fill out the form and I just need the form like 24 hours to 48 hours before They come on. Yeah, see that's different. But when everyone's like, "Hey, book here," and fill the form at the same time, it's like, "Whoa, that's a lot." Yeah, yeah. And I actually, so when I first started, I did have it all together, and I could tell because I had it on my website, I could tell that people were looking at that page and bouncing off. Right. So then I was like, okay, let's try making the form shorter to book, and then make the rest of the questions something they fill out later. And that has been amazing. Yeah. I rarely have people bounce off that page. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and you know, it's streamlined and nice and people are, know what to expect from you. And mm-hmm. you know, there have been podcasts that I've hopped on. I'm like, I have no idea what we're going to be talking about. I mean, other than like the general topic, but I don't know what they're going to ask me. And yeah. I don't need like a list of questions, but at least like a couple of like, here's the three things I want you to cover. So that exactly showing up and like, pulling things out of Well, so I can be prepared. I want to sound intelligent. Right. And sound like I am ready. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean just like three or three to five bullet points. Like here's what we want you to cover like help. Some people don't send any of that. And I get on the podcast and I'm like, okay, like let's hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're just starting out or if your podcast is like that, definitely take some tips from what we've just were talking about. Cause oh, Okay, so there's there's a lot of room for improvement out there and yeah yeah make it easy on your guests like that's the main thing like your guest needs to just be able to fly through everything and be able to feel confident about what they're going to talk about with you because otherwise then it kind of makes for a more awkward experience if you're just like oh great I don't know what we're talking about and the host doesn't know what we're talking about and it's just yeah. so yeah awesome yeah so, where do you find like you're currently getting your listeners from? I know stupid podcast analytics make it really impossible to track. I really do. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, oh, great, I got people from Stitcher. Oh, like, I got people from Spotify. But like, how did they like? That's people. like they can not your podcast name on there and find you. So I know. I so a lot of people actually that are telling me where they found me find me on Google. Okay. Because they're googling burnout. <laughs> <laughs> um which is good that makes me happy that they're finding me um but other than that most people i think are just finding me through word of mouth um again it's really hard to tell and i i am one that i'm not great at analytics i don't really track a whole bunch of stuff i probably should but i don't <laughs> um and so i can tell most of my listeners are from america and canada right. i have a huge pocket in europe which is Always interesting to me, right. um, but yeah. Other than that, I they don't really tell us a whole lot of where they're coming from. I think most of the people find me on either Instagram or um, through, like I said, Google search. Right. So. Yeah, I know it's really hard. It's hard to tell. There's not like a Google Analytics for podcasts, which there should be, because like, a lot of the time, like I have a big spike, like you know, like. Hmm a big spike in one day and I'm like, whoa, where did these extra 200 downloads come from? I didn't like, I didn't post a new episode. I wasn't a guest on anyone's podcast. So where, where do these people come from? I don't understand. Exactly. And I was like, no one promoted me on Instagram that I can see that they tagged me. So it's just like really impossible to really know unless like it's the day that you post a new episode or you were definitely a guest on someone's podcast that day. Those are obvious, but like there are other random days where just like you get a big spike and you're like, "Hmm, don't know where these people came from. That would be great if I did, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many more analytics that I wish we had for podcasting because if it was a blog post, you would have access to all that analytics, like right. where they came from, how long they stayed on the page, how far they scrolled on the page, all right. of that. Right, and it's not the same with podcasting. Yeah, I don't understand why. Because, like, you know, Apple collects like when you all get that data the bathroom. You know, they basically <laughs> know everything about you. So it's like, really, how can you not share that with us? I mean, I'm sure they will eventually, but like. It's just like one of those things, I'm like, why don't we have this information available? Like, it's great. To, you do it doesn't even tell you how old your people are. It literally oh. tells you where they're from. Like if they're from like what state or what country or whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't tell if they're male or female. It doesn't oh. tell you their age. Like really, you can gather their country, but not their age. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And but I'm like, I don't even know, need to know specifics. I would just love the range. Like 18 to 24 or like exactly. five to whatever, you know, like I don't understand how that's hard to do considering they can tell you the country they came from. Exactly. So, yeah. I have a, I have definite, definite qualms with the analytics for podcasts, but yes. And I feel like different, I feel like different platforms give you different information too. Yeah. So uh, I recently switched over to Anchor and I felt like I got more analytics out of Anchor than I did out of Libsyn. Okay. But, what is different? I'm curious. Um, it's a great question. I haven't looked in there cause we haven't released an episode since I went on hiatus. I, so the countries was more specific okay. and you could see like the map and how many people. Okay. Let me just open up Anchor really quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious cause I know Libsyn, at least with the plan that i'm doing um or i have it tells you exactly where they're from in the us you can click and see like the state and the city but maybe i didn't have high enough paid $28 $20 a month plan. I think you have to have that plan to get those. Yeah, I was not on that. I think I was on like the $7 a month. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Then that makes total sense. But yeah. So it gave you a little more analytics, but still nothing crazy. Nothing like Google Analytics where you can tell how long they've been on the page and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So I get specific, all the, the episodes, they tell they break down the countries on the episodes. I think. Oh, that's cool. Um, the geographic location, you can click on any of them. They tell you the whole percentage apps and devices, which the way they lay it out is much easier because it's on like a pie chart. Okay. Um, it's actually a ring chart, but yeah. So that's easier to see, which this is interesting. 11% of my people listen on their computer. Oh, that is interesting. I hardly ever listen to podcasts on my computer. <laughs> it's always on my phone or some, maybe sometimes my iPhone. I wonder if those are Spotify listeners. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So Spotify. I have Android, iPhone, Mac, and other. I don't know what other is, but. Spotify has decent analytics though. They're like better. They're better than. Yeah. Analytics. Like I'll go and look there and it will tell you like your listeners. It'll be like X, Y, Z listeners. And then you're like downloads too. And I'm like, well, why doesn't. And Libsyn, or any other host, tell you how many listeners you have exactly. So, that was the other thing. They have an estimated audience size. Oh, that's cool, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah, that would be really handy. So, like Apple and Libsyn, please get on that because exactly. But, yeah, cool. So, that that's interesting. Um, so whenever you have those listeners, how do you convert them to clients or customers, um, for your business? Like, how are you able to make them into people that want to work with you? Do you have like ad segments or do you ever talk about your products or services um, on your podcast and things like that? Yeah. So the podcast for me is a gateway to all things, Chelsea B. Foster. So I treat it just like I would a blog post. Like it is an avenue to get more people aware of who I am. And then what I really encourage them to do is continue the conversation off the podcast on Instagram with me. Um, And so that's my goal is to get them off the podcast and into either my email list or on Instagram so we can continue the conversation. Um, I do have different ad segments that where I advertise different products or a new launch that I'm having. And I do talk about my products throughout. I like it to come up naturally. So I don't usually like to do an ad for those, but I'll throw it in like, Hey, if you really want help with this, like I have this thing that can help you with this because I can't really help you with it on the podcast, but I want to help you guys. So yeah, Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. And I think having it kind of like more authentic and not just like a straight up advertisement Mm -hmm. just helps too. Yeah. Yeah. And I found that my, the podcast episodes. So in the past, when I was first starting, I did try having like an episode that talked about a certain, um, offering that I was launching and those podcasts did terrible (laughs) super low listen rates. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, I've tried that too. Like, I I remember I shared one, like, well, before I started this new business, it was like kind of like my journey of being a social media manager. And like, it got a lot of downloads, but I also, like, threw in, like, hey, like, join the waitlist for my membership, because I had a membership at the time for social media managers, mm-hmm. and, like, it didn't get any, any clicks or anything, like, no one went to that link, so I'm, like, okay, a lot of people are interested in, like, how I became a social media manager, but, like, that's for stops. <laughs> so <laughs> cool I guess um when you do ad ad segments do you use like different um urls to kind of see who came from the podcast or are you kind of making it go to the exact same like sales page or whatever um so all of the links that I put in the show notes there I try to get them to the blog first so really I don't put a ton of links in the show notes for them to go to and I don't ever say the url I just say check the show notes for the link. Um, But yes, that would be smart to put different, or even just like the, whatever that question mark, I don't know what that tag is called on the end where you can track for different. Oh, like a UTM thing? Yeah. 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 That would be really smart to do. I should do that. Right. That's what I, I mean, I don't, I don't use UTMs, but I have like pretty links because I have WordPress and Mm -hmm. I'll make like a different URL. I'll basically just duplicate the page and like have it be like, Um, just like what a different thing. So I know it would be like, you know, whatever slash free. And then that would be like the general link. And then, you know, for the podcast one, it would be like freebie or something. So it'd be like similar. So, but it would lead back to the exact same page so I could know, like if people actually came from the podcast or just a regular social media post or something. Right. I, if you guys aren't doing that, I encourage you to try that because it just really helps you kind of see who's coming from where because it's kind of hard to track who's coming from your podcast if you don't do that because, you know, if your link's are the exact same, who knows where they came from, right? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So one thing on, so my site is on Squarespace. Okay. It does tell you if they come from iTunes, it'll uh, tell you that. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Um... Mine doesn't do that as far as I know. So that's why I use like, you know, the pretty link to have different links. But yeah, yeah that's really smart. I actually, I'm probably going to start doing that now though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it helps you, even if you're like only getting a couple of people who are clicking it, it's good to know that it's actually converting people. Um, exactly. Way or shape or form. Okay, cool. So, how do you kind of retain your listenership for your podcast? Make them want to come back for more each week. Um, what like? Do you have any tips or strategies that you use to do that? Yeah. So, one, I ask them what they want to hear, <laughs> and so I'm actually giving them information that they're interested in. I don't try and just come up with topics myself. Sometimes I will, but I really like to cater it to whatever they're struggling with right now, and I take what they need. And then I actually try and answer that question or that pain point. Um, Same thing with the guests. I always try and draw it back to, well, how can they apply this to their life today? What can they take from this episode and make into an action item for this week? Um, And I end every episode with a permission slip. That is to have them implement something that we talked about in the episode, whether it's a mindset thing or an action, an actual action step um, I just want them to take a step towards that dream life and that dream business, whatever it looks like for them. I love that. And I think that's, that's really great because I think a lot of people just passively listen and they don't ever like take action. It's like, Oh great. That sounds great. I'll do that in mm-hmm. you know, a year <laughs> or yeah. in six months or whatever. And that's actually where, so when I started my podcast, I had to stop listening to other podcasts and a big reason why is because I was consuming. So much information and I was getting overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that I wanted to implement and not all of it was appropriate for me in my business at that time or even period. And so I think we all get stuck in this trap of consuming information. We all sign up for all the freebies, we get all the email lists, we try to listen to all the podcasts and we try to show up on all those webinars that everyone is pushing these days and including myself. I do that too guys. throwing that out there webinars. That's, I'm a teacher. So that's like my jam is to hop on a webinar and just talk. Um, but we, we get stuck in the consuming stage instead of taking that and saying, okay, I learned this, but how does it apply to me? What am I going to do with that information? And then taking that a step further and actually taking action on it. Right. I, yeah, I agree with that. And that's why I kind of, I didn't completely stop listening to podcasts, but I, I picked podcasts that were like kind of in the season of life that I was in. So, you know, mm-hmm. if I wanted to focus on like Facebook ads, I would listen to like a strictly Facebook ad podcast or, yeah. you know, like if I wanted to revamp something in my business or like, you know. Do something, you know. I actually have another business where we do summits, you know, there's summit uh, podcasts. I listen to podcasts about summits or whatever, um, and just really focus on those episodes that were actually going to move the needle in my business at that moment versus like, ooh, let me get Scroll Brain and think of, you know, this 700 other things I want to do because this person on this podcast told me to. Exactly, exactly. And that's a great strategy no matter what form of content you're consuming is to really limit what you're taking in to what is actually applicable right now in your business exactly. because we don't need all the other stuff. It's just clutter. It's just noise. Right. Right. And then like, if you want to focus on that at another point in time, like you, you're like, oh, this episode sounds really cool, but I don't want to like, focus on Facebook ads right now, like kind of put it in your back pocket and come back to it when you're ready for that. Or like when you feel like you need that or something, Exactly. Um, kind of get distracted and get like that squirrel brain. Cause I know I'm, I'm used to be very, very, very distracted <laughs> by everything. And I'd be like, Oh, great idea. Okay, cool. Let me start working on that. And I just like kind of divert my attention to the next big thing that I wanted to do. And that was not, not the best strategy. <laughs> yeah. It makes it very hard to grow when you're not focused. Right. Right. Yeah, you're just like kind of constantly going from one thing to the next, and not really like evaluating and seeing what's actually working. Just Exactly, kind of it's crazy. Um, cool. So that is really helpful. So, what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? And bonus points here if it helps you with your podcast in some way. Yeah. So that would definitely be. Can I say two? Is that acceptable? Yeah, <laughs> Asana yeah. for keeping everything straight yes, right. <laughs> and. Asana or Trello, whichever one makes sense to you, they both are fantastic. I love them both. Asana just makes more sense to my brain, so that's why I use it. Um, But Asana, for sure. I keep everything straight in there. That's where I keep all of my podcast information. That's where I put all of the information for my guests, all the information for the podcast that I'm a guest on. Literally everything goes in there. That's where my team and I communicate. So my editor is in there. She also does the show notes. So we're communicating throughout the entire process of publishing the episode. So it's so handy, makes it very easy for everything to be in one place. And for me to not think about it when it's not podcast time. Yeah, I love that. I think that's really helpful. And I think Asana or, you know, any other project management tool really is just crucial because podcasting is not really like you record and you're done. There's so many moving pieces. And even if you're just doing the recording, you definitely need a way to track like what else is being done. And like if you're not editing it, you need to know that your editor is on it or your show notes writer is on it or your VA is on it um, for social media or whatever that may be. Cause it's not just like record and finish. I wish it was that easy, but it's not right. <laughs> There's so many pieces. It's, it's insane. Like my, yeah. I was like, I think my guest workflow for a podcast is like 26 or 27 steps. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't even know how many mine is. It's a lot. It I have, so I have a whole list inside Yeah. And then I have probably 10 or 12 columns going across. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The the columns are like when something transitions hands. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Mine's the same, but it's like edited. Okay. We move here. And now that, you know, it needs graphics, we move to the graphics tab and that crazy stuff. So, yeah. I even have a recorded, like the episode is recorded. And then the intro and outro was recorded because I record them separately. <laughs> so I had to add a separate column for myself to make sure that I was recording those in a timely manner for my editor. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I have like recorded or interview scheduled is my first one. So that's yeah. like, taking on the books. And then um, we go to recorded and then there's like, you know, edited, graphics, scheduled, whatever. It's just, it's insane. <laughs> I, let's see. And then I have someone who writes my show notes now, but like, they're not the same person who adds in the WordPress. So then I have like, write show notes and I have like, add show notes to WordPress. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. It's just like, there's so many different people and moving parts. Yeah. That, that, that would, it would be such a production. Like when I first started, I was like, oh yeah, it's always going to be me. No ma'am. And it's not always going to be me. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine trying to do all this over email though? Oof. It would be such a mess such a mess. Cause I, at any one time I have like 10 episodes that are in process. Right. So, so, same. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I just counted my columns and there are 16 columns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I even, I think I even have like a reference tab, which is like my graphics and mm-hmm. like workflows and everything. Yep, I have a playbook and tutorial, which is my favorite. It has all my scripts in there too. So if I'm ever out, Someone else can step in and like get in my inbox and send emails for me if they oh, need. To. I love that. Yeah, I think I think it's important to have systems, and that just makes my heart happy because it's just like one of those things. Like if you don't have it already there, it just you know who's gonna who's gonna be able to step in? No one. <laughs> so yeah. I believe in having really good systems and procedures because it just, yeah. just helps um, if you ever want someone to take over for those little things like that. Yeah. Um, I know earlier you said you don't really listen to that many podcasts anymore just because you don't want to get stuck in that content consumption phase, but do you have a current favorite podcast that you listen to? It doesn't have to be business related, but just like, a. a you know. I do not, but I did just see this morning that Sophia Bush is starting a podcast and I might listen to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And <laughs> I think I saw the office girls. Is that a podcast? The girls chicks in the office or something. I don't remember what they said. I can't remember if it's a podcast. It's they're basically rewatching The Office. Oh, okay. Telling all the behind the scenes stories. So that one seems really interesting to me. I don't know if that's actually a podcast or if that's like an online <laughs> blog situation. But yeah. yeah, I I basically only listen to like fun podcasts now, like, you know, I don't know, let me think of one. Like um I listen to like true crime ones a lot, and that's pretty much my my extent of podcast listening other than like when I'm in like oh I want to learn Facebook ads right now and then I listen to like a Facebook ads related podcast or something mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just like one of those things like yeah you can take all the content all the time I, exactly and I think the other thing is I listen to audiobooks all the time okay. and so I feel like I get my fill of listening stuff yeah that. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's good. I'm one of those people who just like always loves to be learning. So it's a good mm-hmm. part to learn. So yeah, I'm either like reading a physical book that is like kind of businessy or I'll like really get into one person's podcast, yep. and, you know, like I'll support my clients and I'll listen to their podcast. Um, you know, not necessarily like word for word, but I'll put it on just so they can get that download and listen. Yep. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I try I try to just like listen to like those more like ones where I can like zone out and not think about work for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so let us know where we can find you. So your um website, your social media channels, all that good stuff. Yeah. So you can listen to the burn or to the podcast. It's burnout proof your biz. I'm on all the things. So you can find that on whatever your favorite podcast app is. And then it's also at burnoutproofyourbiz.com. Um, And then my website is chelseabfoster.com. All my social handles are at chelseabfoster. And my favorite one is Instagram. That's where I hang out. I don't really pay attention to Facebook. So if you message me over there, I'll see it. Um, And I will respond, but it's not my favorite place. (laughs) Please come find me on Instagram if you're on there. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'll link everything in the show notes for everyone to go check out. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com episode 118. Make sure to join the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. See you next time. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community. See you in the next episode.